I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at RAINnetwork.com. Welcome to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics podcast. I'm Emma Kami, and I'll be your host for today's episode. President Biden released an executive order requiring the developers of artificial intelligence systems that pose a serious risk to national security, national economic security, or national public health and safety to notify the U.S. government and share the results of a red team safety review prior to their public release. I'm joined by RAIN's cyber analyst, Ali Pluchinski, to discuss this order. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Ali. Thank you, Emma. It's a pleasure to be here today. So can uh, you give us just a bit of an overview of the new executive order on AI and tell us what this could mean for companies that use AI systems in their daily operations? Yeah, absolutely, Emma. Um, So this was put out by the White House administration on October 30th, and specifically it's addressing developers of AI systems that are deemed to pose a serious risk to national security or national economic security, um, as well as public health, safety, and security. And it will require these companies to undergo red team safety reviews of their algorithms and systems prior to uh, commercial release. And it'll also require other certain stipulations, including labeling AI-generated content with watermarks and and other um, transparency policies around around the use of AI and how it impacts um, uh, consumers. And interestingly about this, you know, we talk about how this could impact companies and um, apparently, there wasn't uh, a preview to tech companies, so this uh, came as a bit of a surprise for a lot of tech companies, and it's not clear yet how precisely they may respond to the new directives. Um, it's certainly likely to see some pushback because we've already seen these companies try and push for a certain level of autonomy to ensure that innovation in this AI space isn't stymied, while, of course, also respecting the fact that a lot of governments are attempting to ensure that AI is is being AI advancements are being pursued in a way that um, limits harm to individuals, whether it's consumers or, or just average individuals. Um, so I think, in the short term, you know, this is one of the first initiatives that we're seeing. This is an executive order, so this isn't coming through the legislative branch. But I think that this is only the beginning of where we'll see uh, more and more r- rail guards and um, requirements put in around how AI can be used. Can you explain a bit how this executive order differs from other efforts that we've seen, for example, uh, within Europe or their EU AI Act? Definitely, yeah. And actually, um, today actually happens to be the first day of the AI Safety Summit, which is taking place right now in the UK, as as the UK is also looking to be a purveyor of AI advancement. But, you know, there are some similarities between the EU's planned AI Act and this executive order specifically in terms of seeking to bolster transparency and and safety investigations into these algorithms and systems prior to their um, implementation into society. I would say the EU AI Act right now is much more explicit in terms of how it 
describes AI risks and systems. It has tiered requirements dependent on how explicit the threat is for these systems. So for example, there's some AI systems that are going to be deemed very low threat. For example, if they're just AI, um, you know, like let's say it's some kind of filtering algorithm for emails, that's obviously, there's not a lot of threat impact. Whereas AI algorithms that are being used, for example, for decision-making processes, whether it's in hiring or higher education or any other kind of workplace activity that could have an adverse impact on individuals, those systems and algorithms are going to be deemed much higher risk and therefore they're going to have much more explicit guardrails put into them. And I think that that overall is the difference that we're seeing right now between the European Union and the United States is this degree of specificity and, and explicit explicitly addressing these risks. I think that the EU is certainly ahead, and we've already seen the EU be ahead in a lot of other areas of um, legislative frameworks, including the GDPR, which is the which is Europe's um, data privacy framework. And the United States, of course, has no federal privacy framework still. So the European Union is definitely um, a little bit ahead of the United States in general when it comes to this, but I, I think that the EU AI Act will continue to be refined until it's implemented and will probably be a lot more stringent in how it cracks down on ways in which companies and individuals are using AI within the block. Interesting. So given those differences, is this executive order consistent with other recent U.S. government efforts to regulate AI and commercial use cases? Um, and can you go a little bit into what the outlook is for these efforts? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think right now, over the course of the Biden administration, you've seen some very concerted efforts to address not only AI, but a lot of these emerging technologies and these um, areas of the digital space that are becoming increasingly a part of daily life. The Biden administration in general has taken on data privacy and cyber, I would say, to a, a more serious, um, has addressed it more seriously than past administrations. And of course, this was also in tandem with the fact that technology and after the AI boom in chat, from ChatGPT in November 2022, it's obviously much more relevant now. but. The Biden administration has outlined its readiness and plans to regulate data privacy more stringently and the use cases of AI. Actually, today, Kamala Harris spoke at this AI safety summit in the UK and mentioned the United States' commitment and, and plan to continue to enforce oversight into AI. That being said, however, I still think that the United States will differ from the European Union, for example, in terms of how much they want to crack down on AI, because I think, like China, the United States very much sees the economic competitiveness that will manifest through investments into AI in the long term. Um, and you know, Europe sees this too. This is why, for example, the UK is really trying to be um, a driver of AI advancements on a global level, <clears throat> but. I think, I think it'll fall somewhere in the middle in terms of how the United States attempts to implement a patchwork of both trying to make sure that AI is being used in responsible ways while also trying to make sure that it is still able to, um, while they're still, while companies are still able to fully invest in AI in order to maximize 
long-term innovation objectives. Well, thanks, Ali. Uh, really appreciate you coming on here and sharing your insights um, and hope to see you again soon. Thank you so much, Emma. It's been a pleasure talking today. If you're interested in more analyses from Rain, you can subscribe to our geopolitical intelligence product, Rain Worldview. Our suite of risk products allows clients to access the insight and analyses they need to make more informed decisions and drive better risk management outcomes. You can sign up or learn more at our website, rainnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E network.com. I'm Emma Kami. Thanks for listening.